Hi there, it's Beck McFarland, your host of the Brave in Business podcast. Just a quick heads up that this podcast episode contains discussion about topics that may distress some listeners. These topics include cancer, pregnancy loss, and trauma more generally. If these topics are likely to cause you any distress or upset, you might want to skip this episode and come back for the next one. And if you need any support as a result of listening to this discussion, We've listed a range of resources in the show notes. Hi, I'm Beck McFarland from Popular Business and Popular Career. In this podcast, I'll be speaking to entrepreneurs who have overcome adversity, made difficult decisions, challenged the status quo, and achieved amazing things in their businesses. Welcome to Brave in Business. Dee Brennan is a wellbeing and mindfulness coach. Her business is called Think Out Loud. She takes her clients walking as they talk it out, has people meditating on rooftops and sometimes mindfully enjoying a glass of wine whilst they are considering what's next in life. As a mum, partner and business owner, mindfulness has become a non-negotiable in her life and she considers that a superpower. Hey Dee, welcome to the Brave in Business podcast. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks, Beck. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. I know it's been a long time coming, so I'm stoked to be finally talking to you. I'd love for you to start off by, I guess, telling me a little bit about your business and how you got to where you are today. Okay. Like every business, it's been a journey, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I guess the basics was and how I got to do what I'm doing now, which is mostly around coaching and mindfulness, is that I was, well, I still am, partly. A massage therapist for 18 years. So that's a lot of listening and finding out what happens in people's lives. Um, And it evolved over the time. So initially when I started out as a massage therapist, I was doing a lot of sports stuff. So traveling overseas with pro cycling teams and working with AFL superstars and type A personalities. And that was all really fun. Um, But In terms of working on their bodies, I was actually more interested, not so much in their lower back pain, um, but more about what else was going on in their life in terms of managing their their energy levels um, and stress and how that was affecting their um, careers as well. So it's kind of evolved over the time and then, you know, you have your own little crisis. So I had a little bit of bout of cancer, which was... um, quite significant at the time um and then you know i'm looking for my own strategies and came across mindfulness so i implemented that into my life as well and and now i kind of do a bit of a combination of of all of that but really what really lights me up and gives me the most joy these days is just going walking for people and finding out what's going on in their life and that can just be enough to just lighten the load yeah so that's what i'm doing these days Fabulous. Thanks for that, Dee. It's super interesting, I guess, how you described that transition from like massage, where you are doing a lot of listening through to actually moving into the coaching space. I think that's really cool. So one of the one of your popular services that you have is doing that walking coaching. How did that tell about? Well, I had a teacher who got in touch with me about doing some coaching. And when I asked her about, you know, what what's going on for her at the moment, she was incredibly stressed, like most teachers are these days, with the 
incredible demands as well as having a family life and she was burnt out and I asked her when was the last time she did something for herself or even you know um, went to the gym or whatever she used to do she used to go to spin classes and she said I can't remember so I said well why don't when I meet you for a coaching session why don't we walk at the same time and that's how it evolved it was like well she needed to get her exercise in um, and she wanted to talk through things she's busy let's just make the most of it and walk and talk at the same time so I just find it's really a lot of my clients are type a they've got busy lives and I want to make it really worth their time so if they can get a walk in and sort their shit out at the same time I think that's pretty good value yeah, totally. And I mean, I hate the saying of killing two birds with one stone, but yeah. it is that kind of yeah. attitude of where you're able to achieve so much within that hour. Yeah, totally. I mean, I um, every Wednesday morning, I go running with my friends and some of them have got their own business at the same time as well. And we talk about business, we go for a run at the same time, and we just feel like we've got you know, we've got a lot of our chest at the same time and we've got our exercising and we're socializing. And I just, I feel amazing when I meet with my friends every week for this regular activity. Um, and it just kills, it probably kills three or four birds at one time, you know, and I love that. And I feel energized and like, I've got so much out of that. And I kind of, because I, I know how much I get out of it, I wanted to give that to other people as well. And there's a lot of people I know that don't have that outlet um, and it's nice to be able to give that to others because I know what it feels like. Yeah. It's cool as well because, and I mean, especially for those people who are type A, you know, we are so focused on productivity and how we can be more efficient and more effective and all of this and yeah. like, I know I'm a little bit of a productivity junkie. Like I spend mm. a lot of time on YouTube <laughs> all things, looking up ways to be more productive. Probably the first step is to get off YouTube. But, <laughs> you know, being able to take that approach in a really tangible and beneficial way and to get that, you know, the exercise and the socialising and the, mm. you know, the coaching and, and all of that all in one, it's... um. Yeah, I think it's really powerful and like something that would it would be great to see more of. Mm. And I, um, you know, like I want it to be fun too. Like yeah. because like I had a session a couple of days ago with a lady who, you know, I first met about six years ago and she's been through so much. So every now and then she comes back into my life when she's gone through something big. So she's just gone through a whole bunch of grief. She's changed her careers. She's thinking about leaving her husband, but we're pretty sure that's just menopause. <laughs> talking it through. Um, and, you know, during that session, she's walking, so she's getting her exercise in and she doesn't even know she's getting her exercise in because she's too busy trying to offload what's going on. She's cried in that session. So she's you know, gone through a grieving process or some of it because that's going to pop up again. Um, um, you know, we've made a joke about, the fact that, you know, she told her husband she wanted to leave him. But, you know, in hindsight, when she talked it through, she realized, actually, I don't actually want to leave him. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm glad that we talked that through. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, so much happens in those sessions. It's actually quite entertaining for myself. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, we laugh, we cry, um, and it, like, it's a lot of fun and it's really important for me to have fun, which is why, you know, I've loved a lot of um, your sessions when I've done your business coaching because you're funny, right? I am. <laughs> it's, it's so much more enjoyable when you're having, mm-hmm. he- you're going through this heavy stuff and you can actually have a laugh about it as well. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, yeah, I really love it. It's good fun for me too. Yeah. So I'm interested in the the kind of journey that you've taken from the mindfulness into the well-being. Mm-hmm. Because what I've seen, I guess, through the time that I've known you is that, you know, to start with, you were doing a lot more of those, like the meditation, the mindfulness sessions. And as you've moved into more of the coaching and even some mm-hmm. of the stuff that I know you do in workplaces, your focus has kind of broadened a little and you're still absolutely passionate about the, the mindfulness and, and the meditation and the mindset and all of that. But it hasn't been, I guess, you know, it seems like it's a little bit more holistic. Yeah, and I think one of, one of the reasons why it has broadened is um, I'd done half a dozen sessions for um, CSIRO, so wellness sessions online, and that was through COVID, they needed something that they could give to their employers that were going to keep them energized and make sure that they were felt like they were being cared for. And I really loved doing a lot of goal setting around their well-being and we did some mini meditations. And then I had one of the directors ring me up and said, Dee, we're really loving your sessions. Um, we need you to do more and we want to book you in every month. And at the time I thought, shit. I've already given them everything. (laughs) What am I going to do? And I had to think about, okay, so I need to come up with some more topics. And I thought about all of the, I I love wellness that's tangible, right? Yeah. And so I had to think about all the stuff that I'm really interested in, like other things like kindness or how to get out of a funk and find your focus or some movement challenges. So I actually had to get really creative and come up with more ideas because they were asking me for more. So that's why I wouldn't, which is really lovely. Um, And so now I'm doing, I feel like I've got 100 programs, but it is all around wellness and it's all really tangible. um, And I I want it to be tangible because I want people to not just be inspired, but implement this stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed about your work as well is that it covers some of those topics that I think when taught by other people could be seen as being a little bit airy-fairy or, you know, like head in the clouds, yeah, that kind of fluffy, whereas you kind of bring it down into reality and it's like, how do I actually implement this in my day-to-day life? Yeah, yeah. And because, I mean, I used to go to all these – personal development talks and people would be up on stage and they'd be telling us what what was the idea it was um tell them what to do but don't tell them how to do it Mm. right remember that when everyone was selling from the stage and they'd talk to you for hours and then and I was like well what do I actually do you know and and I just thought, give me something. Like, give me something tangible that I can do straight away. Don't tell me I have to buy a twenty-five thousand dollars course just to make some change. 
Um, and so it was really important for me to, when I'm putting on something, whether it be free or paid, that I give some really tangible stuff that people can implement straight away. And I'm really passionate about that yeah. because I used to walk away from a lot of talks feeling really pissed off and sold to. Yeah. And that's not inspiring. Not at all. Yeah. So to, to give an example of this, I guess I remember attending one of your classes and then at the end being given a temporary tattoo. Yeah. That was of a little symbol and that was a like quite a tangible reminder. Could yeah. you tell us a little bit about that? Um, so I can't even remember how I came up with an idea. So the idea was after people leave the meditation class, I gave them this tangible tattoo and it was like a symbol that represented a little technique called ground and breathe. So it was a triangle, which is about, a, which is an air symbol about breathing, and then a line underneath it, which meant ground. And every time they looked at this tattoo, I wanted them to re- be reminded of ground and breathe. So you feel your feet on the ground, and then you just take a few gentle breaths. And it can be hard to, we all need reminders, right? So if they have this temporary tattoo on them from their um, for, you know, two weeks, they're going to be able to implement that and remember it. And I've even had, I've had uh, messages come back saying, um, I nearly lost my shit at work the other day and I looked down and I saw the tattoo and I remembered to ground and breathe. And then one day I was handing out these tattoos and a lady put her arm out in front of me and she said, no, actually, I got that tattooed last month. Amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? I don't even have that tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> it's so she tweaked the design a little bit, but she loved it so much that she thought, no, I'm, yeah, I'm going to keep this. So that was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and so cool how... You know, it seems so simple at face value, but if you actually implement it, yeah. it have such a huge impact. Yeah. And, it, you know, the stuff that I'm teaching, I don't feel like it's rocket science. I think it's really the basics and it's it's small stuff done consistently. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we do need some reminders. So I'm constantly sending text message reminders to to people just just to remember that really that small stuff yeah. yeah so you touched on I guess as part of your journey you've fought cancer I mean I don't know what gets more brave than that <clears throat> um but in your business I know that you have done loads of incredibly brave things mm-hmm. what does that idea of being brave in business actually mean to you uh, well, I guess being brave, it's, uh, it's taking risks. And, you know, I was reflecting on this and I was thinking, oh, you know, I'm so risk adverse, you know, I'm scared, I'm scared of risk. But if I think about what I have done, I've actually taken a lot of risks. So one of the bravest things that I have done in business, now since I've been doing this for a long time, um, I remember leaving a workplace and hiring my first office. Now, I was living in Melbourne at the time, and I hired an office in Turak. Now, Turak is one of the most expensive suburbs in Melbourne, right? And I remember the first week sitting in my office, and I think I had two or three clients that week, and I thought, what the hell have I done? 
<laughs> so that was that was probably the most scariest thing I've done. Um, and then I ended up at that place for about three months and then I spoke to another friend who he had his own office in South Yarra, the next the next suburb over. And he, I was chatting to him and he said, Dee, what are you doing paying that much money? I'll sublet you one of my offices. And so I ended up shifting in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think I, was, I ended up paying like uh, less than half the rent, you know, and he ended up becoming a really good mentor and a weekly client, the same guy that I rented the space from. So, you know, it was really scary, but one of the best things I did, yeah. Oh, and how great that, you know, even the way that you've described that story is it's like you can already see the learning in that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it all worked out, you know, there's mm. that. And, and now when I get this, this rush of, oh my God, what have I done? It's like, okay, yeah, I've been here before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's okay. I've just, it's just going to be uncomfortable and scary, but I know I'll be okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I like that really resonates with me because I know that I've had so many of those moments where it's like, what the hell have I done? Yeah. And, and you're you're good at taking risks. So you've had lots of those moments, I'm sure. <laughs> it is that, I um I I I do take a lot of risks and I do <laughs> experience that feeling quite regularly. Yeah. Um, and you're okay, right? Like yeah, and I think, like, isn't yeah. that the beautiful thing about it? Like, you know, <clears throat> no matter what happens, yeah, everything always turns out. Yeah, and I, and that's, I, I think that's what led me to mindfulness or one of the biggest gifts that I got from the mindfulness practice is because it brings me back to right now. Mm. And right now, I'm just having a great chat with you. Everything's okay. And, you know, if someone's listening to this online now, like on podcast, you might be driving along just enjoying a conversation and trying to get some nuggets out of it, you know. And mindfulness always brings me back to right now. And one of, I had a, a situation where I went through a lot of a grief. Um, I had miscarried and I didn't know. And it was probably, for me, it was worse than having cancer. And so I, you know, it was a really tricky patch. It was a hard one for me to come out of. Um, and I remember the day um, I just, you know, it was a few weeks that had passed and I'm sitting at the beach and I'm sitting there reading the paper. I'm looking out at the surf and my husband's surfing and, and I just sat there and I thought, you know what, right now, and then I just followed the conversation in my head. Right now I'm sitting at the beach, I'm reading the paper, I'm enjoying a coffee and I'm okay. And I used that phrase for a whole year and it helped me with that grieving process and it was just a practice bringing myself right back to now. And I just, I just every now and then it popped into my head right now and then I'd just say in my head what I was doing at the time. And it was a real game changer. And then that actually led me to doing my mindfulness training. So, yeah, mindfulness, I always it just I keep coming back to it and it's really, it really helps. 
Thank you for sharing that. And I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that you've had that experience. Once again, though, I'm really grateful for the way that you're able to share something that at, at face value is so simple, mm. but implemented, you know, has been as you said, like so impactful in helping you to actually move through what would be one of the most difficult times of your life. Yeah. And I mean, people people think that it's interesting I've had cancer, right? And, mm-hmm. and that's a big deal. But for me, um, you know, cancer, I had read so much about cancer. I had done oncology massage. I had I'm fascinated by radical remissions. And it was one of those things that I just knew that I would get through, right? And it was a physical pain that I could endure and, and I got through it. But for me, the emotional pain of losing a baby and not just losing a baby, but losing a dream that I'd had for 10 years, that was huge. Um, and just on the scale of things for me, and yeah, it's different for everyone. And I know that some people are really dragged through cancer and dragged through other things and that's hard. But for me, losing a child was the worst thing I've been through. Um, but at the same time, once I moved through that, I had so many beautiful lessons, and one of the biggest lessons that I had was um, they brought a, um, I was in the hospital, and they brought a professional in to help me um, grieve and go through what I'd just gone through, and um, and it wasn't really helpful at the time. You know, one of the things she said was just breathe, mm. <laughs> and I thought, how the fuck is that going to help you? Yeah. <laughs> and I won't say that now to anyone. Yeah. And, and I even my husband said, What the how the fuck is that gonna help you? Just breathe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already fucking breathing, lady. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then that night I had this uh nurse come in and she would have been in her late sixties. And she came, she was just chatting to me and she just she looked me in the eyes and she was just she just had this presence about her. And she told me that, um, you know, and she was really empathetic and, and she was even, she welled up when she was talking to me and she said, I just want to let you know that, um, I've been where you are and I lost a baby too. And then I've gone on to have three beautiful sons and, and I can't even remember the, the, the words or the more detail of what she said, but what I do remember is the compassion and empathy that she had um, and what that meant to me. And and it also made me realise that it doesn't matter what skill set you've got, who you are, whether you're the doctor or whatever you are, a friend, if you can just give someone that compassion and empathy, that can totally change things. Mm. Uh, so... You know, the biggest lesson I learned from that is compassion and empathy. And, you know, I take that into every session now. Yeah. So the worst thing that happened to me 
was a gift that I can now give to other people because I've experienced that. Mm. Do you think that having experienced trauma changes the way that you look at bravery or risk-taking within your business? Um, I never really thought about it um, like that. It kind of, um, I, yeah, maybe it does. Maybe, you know, thinking about that makes me contemplate taking more risks. I don't know. I've not, I've not, I've not really explored that before. What about oh, yeah. you? Well, I, I'm quite interested because it's not a topic that's come up here on the podcast before and it's not something that I've necessarily thought about a lot for myself. But mm. I, I do wonder... Um, I know for me, a lot of my risk taking or brave, like brave behavior mm. comes, uh, you know, in alignment with my ADHD. Yeah. But I guess there is the part of me that knows that because I have experienced trauma, that there's, there's no risk that I could take today in my business. There's nothing that I could do that would ever impact me as as much or as negatively as anything that I've already been through. Yeah. And so there's almost that like feeling of uh you know, I've already been through that. So you know, like if I can get through that, I can deal with anything. Yeah. So and it I- kind of simplifies maybe some of the things for me in the business because I think, yeah, okay, like it might turn out to be a, you know, in quotation marks, failure, mm-hmm. but it's never going to cause me the pain or angst or suffering that, yeah. that, that you know, events in my past have. Mm. I don't know. I guess it's um, it, it's built resilience, right? Yeah. Like from what you've been through, you're so resilient. Like you've, you've developed so much resilience because you've had to. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess it brings wisdom. Yeah, wisdom and resilience. Mm. Mm. It's an interesting take. So, yeah, thank you for sharing your stories because, you know, that isn't something that's come up here before and I do think it's worth, you know, taking the time to maybe ponder that a little bit more in the future. Yeah, Mm. and, yeah, I mean, I didn't expect to be talking about this either. So I don't even know how we got here. Yeah, you never know. Down the rabbit hole. (laughs) Going down all the rabbit holes today, (laughs) B. Okay, I'm with you. So I guess you've, you know, you've shared with us some really, you know, intense experiences, I guess, Mm. you know, things that have happened in your life. Um, I wonder if you've had any anything go wrong inside of your business you know has there been any failures or anything that's not gone to plan and if there has you know how did you overcome it did you use the same kind of techniques that you've already talked about or was there something else that helped you move through it well in terms of things going wrong I guess you know it's a bit difficult to run a meditation class when you've got a virus going around the world (laughs) Yeah. Um, so that that put a bit of a halt to that. <laughs> mm. Um, so but 
you know, at the time we all thought it was only going to be one year, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, okay, is what it is. Can't do anything. But everyone starts showing up on live, Insta and Facebook. And I thought, okay, well, everyone else is doing this. I suppose I better get onto this as well. Mm. And then I thought, how do, like, how do I actually charge for this? And I thought, I didn't feel comfortable charging for meditation online at the time. Mm. Uh, but I knew that I needed to do something in my business and I thought, well, if I can at least stay visible, people will remember mm. me next year when we're out of this. So one of the things that I did was I did um, Friday night wineful. And so every Friday night, 8 p.m., I went live and I always got nervous before I went, before I went on. And because I was still getting used to the whole, you know, taking selfies of yourself yeah. and then to go live, it's like, you can't, you can't make a mistake. Mm. <laughs> well, I thought, <laughs> and then I realized that it's okay. Everyone makes mistakes and people just laugh and that's okay. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so I went live and I was on for half an hour and I said, um, you know, this is where um, you enjoy a 15 minute meditation and I enjoy a glass of red. Um, and, um, I had 400 people in a private Facebook group that joined that from seven different countries across the world. And what I loved about it was that it got me scared every Friday night, which meant that, you know, I was, okay, well, if I'm scared, this is a good thing because I'm getting out of my comfort zone and I'm being brave, right? Um, and also got to connect with people that I had worked overseas. I'd worked in London, in the Middle East, um, in New Zealand, and I, I started to really look forward to it. Yeah. And so that's what I ended up doing for quite a few months. And, um, and then I got brave again and started charging for some online programs. So some coaching and wellbeing stuff. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I ended up doing. Um, Staying visible, that that was my only goal, just to stay visible. Yeah. It's really cool. And I think one of the things that you mentioned was that, you know, you kind of looked forward to that Friday session because of the fact that it made you nervous and that you knew that it was really pushing you outside of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that's so important? Like, why do you think that we need to step outside of our comfort zone? Well, well, you just know that you're growing, right? Otherwise, things are a bit boring and vanilla. And I just think whenever I've done something which is equal parts scary and equal parts exciting, it's always been a positive thing. Yeah. And so now I'm, like, I know that every time I do a live or I'm doing a talk or a class, I always get that feeling like it's that exciting and scary and then I know that I'm actually doing a good thing because it's getting me out of my comfort zone and I need to get out of my comfort zone to grow. Yeah, mm. yeah I, I like that and I think whenever I think about that growth or that like stepping outside of my comfort zone, it's like opportunities. Yeah. yeah, I just think about what opportunities are going to be available as a result of this. And I think that when we keep ourselves small and sort of 
stop ourselves from taking those risks, mm. we miss out on a lot of opportunities. Yeah, and I've had lots of opportunities that I didn't expect. So, you know, people that were attending my online mindful sessions, I had known for 15, 20 years. And then next minute, they've got me doing workplace corporate online for their staff members. And so something that just started out being just let's just be visible, it actually became really quite lucrative. Yeah. So and the opportunities are there, you know, and we do, we just have to get out of that comfort zone. It's, it's, feels yuck, but it's kind of, you just have to. And it, it actually makes me think of, uh, quite a, actually it was quite a negative interaction that I had with a certain person. Mm -hmm. Um, they were quite angry and upset with me at a point in time because of the fact that I was getting opportunities that they weren't getting. Mm -hmm. And it was, there was a lot of frustration coming from them around the fact that they hadn't been asked to do a lot of the things that I was doing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in that moment, I, I remember what I said to her and it was like, if you think that I'm sitting around on my ass waiting for people to mm. ask me to do shit, then you mm. are clearly mistaken. Yeah. You know, like I get the opportunities because of the fact that I actually reach out for them. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that is available to you too. Mm. But, you know, nothing will come to you if you're just going to sit there and... No one's going to knock on your door. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So... What advice would you give to other business owners who are being held back by fear and they're not going after their dreams? Mm. You have to get uncomfortable. And I know you've, you've, you've made me feel uncomfortable on many occasions, Beck, when we've had many chats. Thank you. <laughs> and I've gone, oh, really? Do I have to? Because, you know, I, I'm good at the wellness stuff, right? That's, that's my jam. I love it. I talk about it. I Google that shit at night. But when it comes to the business side of things, um, you know, that's uncomfortable for me. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it just comes back to, you know, what we've just been talking about is, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to give any advice to anyone else. I'm going to give it to myself right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need to get uncomfortable more in my business. <laughs> mm, totally. Totally. Yeah. And there's the other areas that, um, you know, like, we're all good at different things, right? And so I need help as well in different areas. Mm. And, you know, you make me get uncomfortable from time to time. I know I don't like that. Mm. <laughs> but I, I know <laughs> I have a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> it's scary and it's, it's exciting, I guess. Mm. <laughs> um, and, you, yeah, it's really uncomfortable, but I know that I have to just it's just a feeling, right? Just got to move through it. It's just a feeling. It's only temporary. But this is this advice is not for anyone else. This is just me. And if it resonates with someone else, fantastic. But I'm having my own coaching session right now. You're not coaching me, right? <laughs> loving it, loving it. Yes, thanks, thanks for that. Am I so good? my house. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so I am absolutely thrilled and really grateful that you're going to be speaking at the upcoming Pop Your Business Conference. 
I would love to know what you are most excited about. Okay. Well, I'm most excited about being in a room with a whole bunch of people that I've been following online for the last few years and just to be in their energy. Um, You know, I love all the people that you've got lined up. And I listen to all their podcasts and all their reels and I love the fact that it's it's really tangible and a lot of this stuff that I can apply straight away. Yeah. Um, and just connecting with um, some people that are doing some really cool stuff that I can continue to keep learning from. So that's that's what I'm most excited about. But also too, I'm, I'm looking forward to presenting as well and trying to pack in as much value and tangible stuff as I possibly can in a short amount of time. Mm, Absolutely. And I'm very much looking forward to it. So you are our first presenter on the Saturday morning. And I know that it's going to be such a beautiful way to kick off our second day of the conference with a bit of mindfulness, a bit of well-being, a bit of whatever else you feel like dishing out on the day. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I'm sure that um, I'll be feeling a bit pumped up and inspired from the day before. So I'm going to be buzzing. Excellent. Well, I like meditation teachers. Yes, <laughs> totally, totally. So aside from speaking at the conference, what else have you got coming up in your business? What would you like to tell the audience about? Um, <clears throat> well, probably depending on what time, what you know, when you're listening to this. The things that happen regularly, if you're in person, is my walking coaching sessions. Mm-hmm. That happens all the time. And then twice a term, a school term, because I'm a mum, right? Twice a term, I run a four-week program called Meditation Mojo. And so for four weeks, we do basically a meditation class and a coaching session online. So I keep you accountable for your well-being for four weeks so you can, you know, get back on the wagon and help manage your energy. Yeah. Excellent. So walking coaching sessions here in Canberra, in Australia, Mm -hmm. but online, the meditation and mojo. Yep. Absolutely. That sounds great. And so where can people find you? So I want to find out more about what you're doing. Uh, My business is called Think Out Loud. And so you can find that on Facebook under Think Out Loud or over on Instagram. It's Think Out Loud Wellness. Amazing. That's fantastic. I know that there'll be a lot of people who are ducking across to give you a follow. And we will, of course, include your links in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for being here today. This has been such a wonderful conversation and I just really appreciate and I'm so grateful for the wisdom that you've shared, but also your beautiful vulnerability today. And I just know that there is going to be someone out there who needed to hear exactly what you have shared with us today so thank you so much thanks Beck, and thanks for the unofficial coaching session (laughs) you're so welcome (laughs) anytime thanks so much for listening to this episode of the brave in business podcast don't forget to hit that subscribe button leave me a rating although five stars preferably please and a review you can also join me over on socials at pop your biz If you've got a topic you'd love me to address here on the pod, be sure to send me a DM and I'll see you in the next episode.